It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Mockadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Tim Donnelly Show continuing. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, AM as well. We are live inside the Mockadoo Studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's 540-639-4900. Uh, big weekend, big weekend for Hokies when it comes to recruiting. And and that's just one element of what we're going to get to here on the uh, in the Hokie Hour from 7 to 8 every single day on the Tim Donnelly Show. But first, we need to give you the primer so so you know uh, where the sports world is going today. And that primer we call Got You Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. Hokie fans, listen up. I know it's technically the football offseason, but I'm going to go ahead and say spiritually there is no offseason for football. A huge recruiting weekend for the Hokies when it comes to the not only the class of 2021, but also someone that may be making an absolutely immediate impact for the Hokies this upcoming season. Uh, when it comes to players that will be on campus considering the Hokies for their future, there is a transfer from Marshall wide receiver Obi Obialo. Uh, he started at, at Oklahoma State, transferred to Marshall, had some good seasons, 2018, put up 42 catches, 505 yards, four touchdowns. Last year in just four games before deciding he wanted to sit out the following uh, parts of their season and enter his name into the portal, he had 18 catches for 244 yards and no touchdowns. So the Hokies are in the mix for him, and that might mitigate some of the losses that the portal has taken away from the Hokies in the form of Damon Hazleton, who has committed to Missouri, Hezekiah Grimsley, Phil Patterson, Jacoby Pinckney, who, who have all made their way into the portal. In other recruiting news, on campus for the Hokies this offseason, or excuse me, this weekend, scheduled four stars, Naquan Brown, Landon Watson, Jordan Dingle, three stars, Jordan Poole, Jalen Stroman, and those five individuals make up maybe the future of Hokie recruiting. Not saying those five, gar- five guys are, are that important, not saying they aren't, but what I am saying is they all come from different states for the most part. Naquan Brown, comes from Virginia Beach. Landon Watson comes from Hutto, Texas. Jordan Dingle comes from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Jordan Poole comes from Oakboro, North Carolina. And then Jalen Stroman, another Virginia recruit. And not just that, he is a younger brother of Greg Stroman, Hokie legend. So this weekend, we get to see if this new revamped Hokie coaching staff can recruit like we think they might be able to. Bill Tierlink, defensive line coach. Daryl Tapp, defensive assistant. Guess what? All of that talk about we can get defensive linemen to the NFL. Talk that talk to Naquan Brown and Landon Watson. They are the second-ranked player in Virginia and the 29th-ranked player in Texas, and they deserve your A pitch. Give them your fastball. Hokie basketball, to to transition very quickly here, will be playing Florida State at home at 4 p.m. on Saturday. And we'll have time later this week to get into the X's and O's and what the Hokies have to do to combat Leonard Hamilton's top 10 ranked squad. But what I will tell you right here, right now, is this game is meaningful 
This game would give the Hokies a reset button if they're able to pull off the upset. If they beat Florida State, suddenly the NCAA tournament uh, comes back into focus, back into a possibility, but it is going to take a win like this. So they need opportunities going up against teams that are perceivably much better than them in order to have a chance to take it down. Uh, basketball late game fights. If you want to know where KU Kansas State got the idea from to start shoving because they felt disrespected, look no further than the NBA. Grizzlies and Knicks last night, a late three by Jay Crowder, and immediately, no hesitation, almost before his feet hit the ground, Alfred Payton has a forearm into his chest and shoves him into the stands. Marcus Morris gets involved. Three different players are ejected with just under a minute to go in the game. I'll tell you like this. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and college basketball is nothing but the offspring of the NBA. If you want to control the, the, the younger players, control their role models. The basketball, the NBA world needs to do a better job of it. Also, it is Thursday of Super Bowl week, everybody. Mahomes. Can he be the guy to finally be the high-powered offensive player that takes down the best defense in the game? We shall see. What I will say is this. My guy Dan Orlovsky, ESPN analyst, broke it down expertly. RPOs, run-pass options that the Chiefs run, will force the Niners out of their comfortable zone defense. And once they are out of their zone defense, their man-to-man -man abilities will be tested. It's always been the... the uh, knock on Richard Sherman that he plays in that zone. The rest of the Niners and Sherman are going to have to be able to guard a plethora of Chiefs players, whether it is Tyreek Hill, whether it is Travis Kelsey, or any of the other numerous options and weapons they have on the field. You're going to have to be able to stick with them, and that will be the difference. Can this Niners defense, with all of the hype that they have, keep up with the Chiefs when they force the Niners to go ahead and play man? That's got you covered to kick off Hokie Hour here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Now it's time to dive into Hokie Hour full force um, with, with an off-season weekend that is going to have its impact felt during the season, um, potentially this season, definitely next season for the Hokies. Um, we'll start with the transfer, Obi Obialo, uh, wide receiver from Marshall. Virginia Tech is probably looking for a little bit of experience at the wide receiver position. Um, they have Trey Turner, right? They have uh, Tavion Robinson, two guys that played huge roles this past season. They have experience. They're coming back. Trey Turner is going to be a junior. Tavion Robinson is going to be a true sophomore. Um, they have a, a, a few fringe players that played some, if not a ton. Uh, and then they 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 fall off, right? There's guys like Jaden Payute. There's guys like Elijah Bowick. There's uh, there's some some youth and talent on the team but it's not experience. So they're probably looking for someone who's, who's been there a few times before and feels comfortable doing it, uh, and, and Obialo would, would fix that. Uh, now, his career is an interesting one. Started at Oklahoma State, which tells you that he has Power 5 measurables, right? Power 5, height, speed, strength, uh, because that's how you end up at a school like Oak State. He transferred to Marshall, uh, played three years there, uh, two and a half, I guess, um, Best season, 2018, 42 catches, 505 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, in 2019, this past year, he played four games, 18 catches, 244 yards, no touchdowns, before he decided he wanted to throw his 
his name in the transfer portal, shut it down, right? That new four-game rule allowed him to take a redshirt year, uh, and now he's interested in joining Virginia Tech. His impact could be felt immediately, right? I don't believe he is going to leapfrog Trey Turner, even Tavion Robinson, definitely not James Mitchell uh, as a weapon in this offense, but depth is key. If there is anything that I was concerned about following the the run on, on Hokies transfers uh, last week, I think it was, um, where, where all of those guys, uh, all of those wide receivers, Hezekiah Grimsley, uh, Elijah Bowick, Phil Patterson, all, all through their name in the portal, it's just depth, right? It's just depth. And, and there's since been, been a, a kind of a, a reversal back to the, the calm. Right as it was happening, things were getting kind of crazy. Um, but there's been a reversal back to calm waters, uh, and, and I think that's correct for the most part. If there is any residual effects, it's depth, and Obialo could fix that. So um, you know, you have him on campus. That's half the battle. Now you have to convince him that Virginia Tech is the place for him. Also on campus this weekend is is a smattering of big time recruits for the 2021 staff uh, for the t- 2021 class. Excuse me. Naquan Brown, second-ranked player in Virginia, defensive end out of Virginia Beach. Landon Watson, 29th-ranked player in Texas, which is still a top 250 recruit uh, out of Hutto, Texas, another defensive end. And then Jordan Dingle. Dingle is from Bowling Green, Kentucky, a tight end. He's the second-ranked recruit in Kentucky. These three guys are four stars that are taking an official visit to the Hokies. Once you get an official visit... Your, your your possibilities are real. Kids are only allowed to take, recruits are only allowed to take five official visits. So even when you look at a guy like Jordan Dingle and you say, all right, 24-7 sports uh, has him listed as warm his interest on Kentucky, Louisville, and Ohio State, which would lead you to believe those are the top three. Virginia Tech's still in the mix. If you get an official visit, you have a chance. And, and I'm not talking about you have a chance like Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber going, so you're telling me there's a chance. That's not what I'm talking about. You have a legit chance. So make it happen because these guys are at positions that matter. Defensive end matters. Let's use, let's use the Super Bowl as an example here. What do the San Francisco 49ers have? They got Ford and they got Bosa. They got stud defensive ends. What does Kansas City have? Frank Clark. Stud defensive ends, right? They have stud defensive ends because those help stop modern offenses. What does San Francisco have? George Kittle, stud tight end. What does Kansas City have? Travis Kelsey, stud tight end. So if you look at the positions that are going to be on campus here this weekend uh, in the four-star variety, it's two defensive ends and a tight end. Make it happen, captain. No excuse not to pitch your A game. Couple three stars also on campus. Jordan Poole out of Oakboro, North Carolina, a linebacker. Um, has five ACC offers, a player that can matter. Uh, as we've seen with linebackers uh, on this Virginia Tech Hokies team, whether it be Rayshard Ashby, who's an absolute stud, Hollyfield and, and Tisdale out there on the outside. Um, when your linebackers are, are really good, they can make up some deficiencies elsewhere. Uh, so if you believe Jordan Poole is worth a visit, 
get him on campus, make it happen. Uh, Jalen Stroman, the other guy that's going to be on campus, Noakesville, Virginia. Uh, he is an athlete. He is Greg Stroman's younger brother. Uh, how about this, everybody? Are the Hokies good at recruiting brothers? Do the Edmonds brothers mean anything to you? Do the Adibi brothers mean anything to you? Does the Vic family mean anything to you? The Edmonds brothers mean anything to you? Fullers? Did I say Edmonds twice? Well, there's there's three of them, so I'm, I'm allowing it. Fullers, 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 and Fullers, because there was a whole herd of them. Uh, uh, I believe the uh, uh, Tenudas, right? There was the Tenudas. I mean, honestly, with like with that too, it's like it's a package deal. Like you get one brother committed, the other one's gonna be like, "Oh, hey." Well, the, well, the thing is, Greg Stroman is playing for the Redskins now, right? So he came to Virginia Tech and it worked out well. So he, they can wave their like flag, like, "Hey, look <laughs> what we've got up in DC. look what we did for your brother." Yeah. Um. So so Jalen Stroman's also gonna be on campus. Big recruiting weekend, and that means it's a big weekend to find out what this new staff is about. L- let me explain what I mean there when we come back right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Hokies. Let's get that bird. Blue hens. Internet. Let's just say the man likes birds. That looks pretty badass. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley. WRAD 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. I'm going to say something that's going to get some of you riled up. And I know this because I tweeted it out the other day, and it got... Some of you riled up. Hopefully you're not uh, you're not insulting Chinese food because I love Chinese food. And I will get riled up about that. No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, eight day. This was January 28th, so two days ago. Okay. Uh, it was eight days until National Signing Day, so we're now six days until National Signing Day. Um, but, but eight days until National Signing Day, Virginia Tech was the lowest rated recruiting class in the 2021 recruiting class of all Power 5 teams. Right, Every team, ACC, Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, who am I missing? Who did I, who did I skip over? Oh, Big 10. Um, Virginia Tech was dead last. So I tweeted it out. Just said, this is a problem. Right, Calling it anything other than a problem, you're wearing maroon and orange sunglasses. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of Hokie Nation were Uh-oh. saying, uh, why are you beating a dead horse? We knew it. We know this. Why are you beating a dead horse? And I was like, I'm pointing out it's a problem, right? I'm not, not necessarily. Uh, I just want you to know that if this team underperforms over the next couple of years, this is likely one of the reasons because they had a recruiting class that was significantly below par. Um, and then it came with this and, and, and it, it blew up. Uh, someone responded with, uh, we already fixed it. We addressed it essentially. Uh, my guy at bfish underscore eight Oh four, which who, who's, who's a great follow on Twitter. If you're a member of Hokie nation, you probably already know him. And if you don't give him a follow, he said, we let go of some well-respected coaches to address this exact issue. Why we keep betting a dead, dead horse on, on the 2020 class. That's interesting. That's interesting right there. The, the, why we keep beating a dead horse, not so much. But the we, we let go of some well-respected coaches to address the exact issue is interesting because it's true, right? Zon Burden got released. Brian Mitchell they parted ways with because they weren't recruiting at a high level is the, the common belief as to why. Now, now they've changed that, right? 
They've brought in Daryl Tapp and Bill Tierlink, and they've brought in or promoted Justin Hamilton, right? And they they have Adam Lechtenberg, right? They've they've done all of this Tracy Clays, which is supposedly to fix the recruiting. But 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 I just want to make this clear: changes aren't necessarily solutions, right? Changing the recruit the, the 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 staff that does the recruiting in order to uh, in order to be better recruiters means you know what the problem is, right? The, the agreement is there with what I said. This is a problem. Calling it anything other than a problem is, is, is maroon and orange-colored sunglasses. But changes don't necessarily equal solutions. you got to find the right changes. It's weekends like this weekend where we get to find out if the changes were solutions, right? If they get Landon Watson or, or Naquan Brown to commit to Virginia Tech, that's huge. Now or in the future. Like I'm not saying it has to be this weekend, you know. If they commit 2 weeks from now, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, it doesn't count." No, like <laughs> if, if it happens at any point in time, then then the changes are working. And then we we can start talking about the problem is solved. Right? I like that they addressed the problem, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's fixed. Right? It's like it's like a car, right? Car's making a funny noise. You change the oil, you you know, you you, you turn it off, turn it back on. That might have fixed it. Right, you understand there's a problem and you're trying to fix it, but it might, you know, you might turn it on and it's still making the noise, and then you take it into a shop or you take it to your buddy who's good with cars and they do something to it. That might have fixed it, but you put the key in, it still might be broken. Still might be broken. So, so this weekend we get to see, uh, you know, how much those changes are actually solutions. We have a quick minute here before the uh, bottom of the hour, and we have a caller on the Baker team hotline. Who are we talking to? Got Rocky on the Baker team hotline. All right, Rocky, what's going on, my man? Hey, great start to the morning, Tim. Always enjoy the morning show. Um, Thank you. Can I get your reaction to the Andy Bitter article? I picked it up on The Athletic. 32 players enter the portal, 25 never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, what? An- what, what, do you want, what do you mean from my reaction, right? Andy was trying to talk everybody off the uh, – off the craziness, right? There, there was a, a bit of logic in his article. Um, I think outside of the Black Blacksburg Country Club and Plank Road, if you were to look at those numbers, it, it is alarming. And I think if you were going to recruit against Virginia Tech, you could just say, "Look, you're only going to be there for a little bit. You know, you're kind of like at the Charlotte Airport trying to get a plane on American Airlines. You're going to be there." You'll be frustrated, and eventually you're just going to walk away. So I don't know how you fix this. I know you've got new coaches in, got a new attitude, you know, all of this stuff. But sometimes it feels like they're just putting their finger in a dam, you know, these little holes in the dam with their finger. And, you know, it, it, it may be just small problems, but when you look at those numbers outside, of Hokie Nation outside the New River Valley, other people would look at those numbers and be – Listen, we're up against the break here. The only thing I'll say to that is Virginia Tech is definitely not the only school that's dealing with transfers. Uh, I mean, Wake Forest has a quarterback that's a Heisman Trophy candidate for Georgia next year, right? That There's bigger and high-profile, more high-profile transfers happening all over the country. Uh, sorry we had to cut you off there, Rocky, but we're heading into a break. We'll be back with more of the Hokie Hour and hashtag Hokies next. Whoa. 
Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here well, on. Go ahead. I'll say a little Motley crew there oh. going on their like third reunion tour. No, it's, I mean, I think it's their first. Actually, I don't know all the details of this, but I've, I've heard they're being sued. Because of people that bought their tickets for their, their last, last tickets tour? and spent a whole bunch of money thinking they like, con- they signed contracts saying they would never tour again. Oh, boy. And now they're touring again. That, so, see, that's insane. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things like, hey, like, I'm not going to go sue a band because I went to go see their like last tour. And then, like, if they but came did back, you, did you empty your bank account on tickets? Hey, I, w- I wasn't dumb enough to do that. Do you, do you consider part of your personal identity that you saw Motley Crue play in their last concert ever? Is that your fun fact? When when you get into a uh, a class or a a new group, and the organizer says, "What we're going to do is we're going to go around, and everyone's going to say their name, where they're from, and one fun fact about themselves." Is your fun fact that you saw Motley Crue in their final performance ever? You know, Tim. Some days I just I can't argue with you. You're I, I, you're it's impossible. That's ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to just get up and walk out of the room. I, I appreciate I appreciate that. I cannot, um, can't deal with it today. That bodes well for our esports debate that's coming up later because uh, Lobro probably the the most animated conversation we've had in a commercial was was going back and forth about esports and their place in high schools. You'd have thought Tim was on air, <laughs> and and I mean it's it's a preview of what's to come. Um, in the meantime, though, speaking of of technology, uh, now we're time. It's time to go into the underbelly of social media. It's time for. Hashtag Hokies. Hashtag Hokies is real simple. We go deep into the underbelly of the internet, the dark side, if you will. We call it Twitter. Um, and, and we find the tweets, the, the movements, the stories that we want to drag into the light, and we bring them uh, up into the light and have those conversations right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, the first thing I want to highlight is this. The Virginia Tech Hokies football coaching staff is officially moving into the Twitter era. And I'm not going to say that, that, you know, Coach Beamer and Coach Foster and to a certain extent even Coach Fuente um, aren't exactly social media savants. But Coach Beamer, Coach Foster, and Coach Fuente are not social media savants. I mean, they were really in the era before that. And, and also, they, they came from the, the era when, like, on the record meant serious, right? When you were communicating with the media – on an on the record, I'm not talking about like the media members that they became friends with over the decades and would occasionally grab a beer with. I'm talking about like press conferences, right? I'm talking about putting out statements. The only time you would do that is when you were being serious, right? And when you were putting on your your nice clothes to go answer the front door. That's what they did. When in actuality, Twitter isn't as much answering the front door when someone knocks. It's inviting your friends into your living room. Right, it's bringing your friends in where you can relax a little, crack jokes, uh, quote Anchorman. Right, it, it's it's where you can you can relax. So so, I would argue the coaching changes this off season were a dramatic change in how this staff is approaching social media, and and nowhere is it more obvious than with the defensive line coaches and the defensive coaching staff. Daryl Tapp is, is a guy who needs no introduction to Hokie Nation, right? He, uh, 55, right, the, the, the first and only player to take a lunch pail with him when he graduated, second-round uh, draft pick, All-American, all those types of things. It needs no introduction. But he, on Twitter, is introducing himself 
to the nation when it comes to himself as a recruiter, right? He doesn't just post what, what a press release would post when he's recruiting North Carolina, right? He doesn't come out and say, uh, Coach Bill Tierlink and I are having a tremendous time as we go through the Pinewood uh, the Pinewood lined roads of North Carolina in pursuit of the next Virginia Tech legend. That honestly, in a way, like no offense to like the other, like past coach, that sounds like something that like, you know, Beamer or Foster might say. Uh-huh. Daryl Tapp put out there, just making our way through THRU, the great state of North Carolina with Bill Tierlink looking for future Hokies. Hashtag TNT, hashtag Tap and Tierlink, hashtag Dynamic Duo, hashtag Hard Hat XXI, hashtag Hokies, hashtag VT, with a gif of their heads superimposed on a couple guys cruising in a convertible. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, that's social media. That's not, you know, uh, answering the door for someone in a suit saying, good evening, sir, how are you doing? That's opening the door for a buddy when you're playing a video game sitting on the couch and just yelling, it's open! Grab the pizza on your way in! The whole casual nature it's, of it. It's understanding what social media is. It's not a press conference. It's not, uh, you know, I'll take questions now. It's not, right? He, if you go back to January 23rd, he, <laughs> Daryl Tapp tweets out, feet in these recruiting streets with at Coach Fuente, at Coach Ham, which is Coach Hamilton, and the other half of TNT, Bill Tierlink. Hashtag who wants to rush the QB. Hashtag gobble gobble. Hashtag hard hat XXI. Hashtag Hokies with a bunch of emojis and a Photoshop of his face on Kevin Hart's body and Bill Tierlink's face on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body. Whoever is, like, doing those pictures for him has got to be having a fun time. It's Unless he's doing it himself. Like, that's pretty awesome, too. January 22nd from Daryl Tapp. Back in the 757. Stop by the scrimp shack and see the owner and my former teammate at VT with a picture of him, uh, a picture of them getting some food at the scrimp shack, the best fish sandwich in town. Like this stuff is what social media was made for, right? He can put on, and we've seen him do it, right? He can put on the, the Virginia Tech polo, microphones in front of his face, answer questions in a respectful manner which is part of being a coach, right? Post-game saying, you know, this is why our defense did this. This is, you know, what we need to work on. Uh, we have bye week coming up. Whatever you're saying, you're saying. But it's also becoming, you need to be able to relate to people on social media. And enjoy a fish sandwich every once in a while. And, and for the first time, I feel like this coaching staff is really digging in. And, and, and it's not really digging in like posting more often. It's really digging in like coming up with some funny gifs. Yeah. Really digging in like... Like, hunting for a couple retweets. Yeah, and, like, you hear that phrase, like, get you a guy who can do both. Like, he is doing both, like, being professional and, like, really... Professional is different now. Yeah. It's different now is what I'm saying. And these guys are ushering in a new brand of of professional. Right? These kids, you have to think about this, right? Um, MySpace. (laughs) Ready? You ready for this one? MySpace got started, like began, when Daryl Tapp was in college, right? So everything he knows about social media, he learned once he got to the NFL, essentially, right? He, I, mean, I doubt he was posting his top eight friends when he was worried about uh, going, going to you know, tackle Reggie Bush when they were playing USC. Like, I don't think that's what he was doing. 
So everything he's learned has been recent. The players that he is trying to recruit were two when MySpace was invented. I have no idea what MySpace is now. The, yeah, they were six when Twitter was invented. Right? They, they got Instagrams in fifth grade, sixth grade. Wow. Right? They grew up with it. So if you can't speak their language, how are you going to relate to them? Right? If, if, if when, when you're talking to them, uh, someone who's, you know, my parents' age would be insulted if you're talking with them and they check your phone and they check their phone, right? If, even if it's just a, let me see if I have any notifications, just open it, click it, boom, put it away. There are people that are, that are older that would go, did he just check his phone while he's talking to me? Nowadays, like like the younger generation, it's it's normal. I was gonna say you will never see a twenty year old get upset with anyone for checking their phone while talking to them. Yeah, and and matter of fact, most would probably use it as a a time to check theirs as well. It's like all right, we'll take this little four second break during the conversation so we can both open and close iMessages, Twitter, you know what I mean? Just set a timer. for 10 Just seconds. like boom, 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 and then <laughs> jump back back into the conversation. And if yeah. you learn something interesting, bring it into the conversation. Oh, did you see what this guy just said? Like oh, did you see this picture? Because like it or not, these are our lives now. Oh, like so, and lives. So, so and so finally had their baby, right? Here's yeah. a picture. Like that happens. So, so this coaching staff is ushering in that new world. Uh, last hashtag Hokies here. I just thought this was funny. At Kellen M409 says there's going to be two kinds of Hokies in the near future. Those wearing Ivy Park to football games and those wearing the new Popeyes line. Did you see this Popeyes line? Pop like the like the chicken the the, the chicken the the Popeyes place is releasing a fashion line based on their uniforms. But it's a fashion line that like anyone can wear. And are you looking at it? <laughs> it's like it's like they just Took the Virginia Tech logo off of things and put Popeyes. And logo. and same with with Beyonce's Ivy Park line in collaboration with Adidas. I'm telling you, man, people just look good in maroon. Maroon and orange is becoming like fashion, <laughs> right? It used to be, and and I'm not saying this is good or bad, but it used to be if you saw someone wearing maroon and orange, and you were in an airport somewhere, you were at a restaurant somewhere, you didn't have to see the VT to be able to yell a little "Go Hokies" or "Let's go Hokies," and they're gonna yell it back, right? Now, like, gonna, now, now people are going to be having like the chicken sandwiches. And there's going like to be people that are awesome. so confused, non-sports fans, not from the state of Virginia, that are going to be walking around wearing the Popeyes fashion line, walking around wearing the Beyonce fashion line. They're going to be walking through an airport, and they're going to be getting, go Hokies, yelled at them, and they're going to be going, what in the world is that, and why do they keep saying it to me? They're going to have to get a Popeyes in Blacksburg. I mean, they're going to have to, like like this Kellen M409 said, it's going to be two kinds of fans. Those wearing Beyonce's Ivy Park maroon and orange and those wearing the the Popeyes maroon now, and orange. Now, let me ask you, are you Team Ivy Park or Team Popeyes? I'm not sure. I, again, I, I don't want to pretend like I'm a fashionable individual. I can't remember the last time I bought an article of clothing for myself. I, I, <laughs> I've had the same wardrobe for 10 years and have just lived off of gifts, like birthday, get a new shirt type stuff. And also, you get a lot of free T-shirts in uh, in radio, but um, but I don't believe Ivy Park, the uh, Beyonce one, is is in men's. Yeah, you are correct. Okay, so so I guess I'm <laughs> team trick I, question. I guess I'm team Popeyes. Uh, but but it's gonna be funny if the if if like 
hokey students really do start buying these and wearing them around campus. I hope it, it looks like a couple of them are like sold out and maybe they've already gotten them. They're oh, ready for wow. next season. Hey, those colors, those colors don't run maroon and orange. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, quick conversation about hokey basketball uh, before we dive into the X and o, X's and O's tomorrow for the Florida state game. Let's look at it from a macro level bird's eye view on the Hokies next. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Hello? Who's there? I'm talking. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. Everybody get your, your dialing fingers ready. Um, not quite yet right now, but get, get your phone ready because we're about to give away some tickets to the, uh, to the Virginia Tech-Florida State home game this weekend. So uh, before we head to, to break at the top of the hour, we will let you know to call in on the Baker team hotline to win a pair of tickets to see top 10 team in the country, Florida State, come into Blacksburg this weekend. Uh, that game is where we're, what we're going to talk about right now as well. Yeah. Uh, Florida State at home, 4 p.m. on Saturday. Now, the X's and O's we'll get into tomorrow, right? That, that's what Fridays are for. You, you can dive a, a bit further into who needs to play well, how do you stop them, what do they bring to the table. Um, Thursdays, I've decided, as of a couple of minutes ago, is for the, the bird's eye view look at it, right? Because uh, the Hokies are in a tough place. Back-to-back losses to Boston College and Miami have put them, I believe, on the outside looking in to, to some of the goals that seemed in reach not long ago, NCAA tournament namely being one of them. Um, games like this, the Florida State game, right? Games like this, uh, a Duke game, games like Louisville, which, which are all still on the, the docket here for the Hokies, have the opportunity to be a bit of a reset button, right? A great win uh, can jumpstart your NCAA tournament chances. Now, you've painted yourself into a corner a bit by losing games that I don't think you should have lost, and, and it, will, uh, it will be more difficult for you. Now, you have to win one of these big games, but the good news is when you're in the Atlantic Coast Conference, you always have opportunities. When you play basketball in the ACC, there's always an opportunity to get a season-changing win right around the corner. right? If, if you're playing in the the, I don't know, the, the SOCON, no disrespect to the SOCON, or if you're playing in the Sun Belt, or if you're playing in, uh, at certain points in time, the Big 12, right, you lose a game that you shouldn't lose, you're not going to have an opportunity to play another gigantic game to erase that last one from your memory. So, so it's a bit of a win-win for the Hokies. If you lose to Florida State, hey, they're a top-10 team in the country. You're supposed to lose to them. Even though they just just lost to UVA, you're still supposed to lose to them. Nobody's going to give you that much of a hard time about it. But if you win, I mean, it's smashing that reset button. It's going back to a checkpoint. It's, it's starting over uh, from a more advantageous position than you started the last time. You beat Florida State, and we can start going back to having lofty expectations, to chasing big old crazy and, and, and extreme goals. So that's what's on the line this weekend, right? That's why this game matters. That's why, uh, even though you've lost to, to Boston College and Miami and back-to-back and you barely beat UNC and you lost to Syracuse before that, e- even though all of those things have happened, 
there's still an opportunity for for this Hokies team to achieve the big and crazy goals. Um, with that being said, you want to be there for that game, and and that's where our ticket giveaway comes into play. We have a pair of tickets to the Virginia Tech-Florida State game this upcoming weekend. Uh, big game. I just explained why. Yeah, if the Hokies like, play their hearts out, come back, you're going to want to say you were there. Fascinating opponent, really good talent, um, ACC game, all of that on the line. So so how about this one? The game is is this Saturday. We'll go with caller number two. Caller number two. Um, I, I, yeah, caller number two. I like two. Two is a solid number. Two is a nice, nice even number. Uh, caller number two on the Baker team hotline, 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900. Caller number two wins a pair of tickets to catch the Hokies taking on uh, taking on Florida State this weekend. Uh, phone lines are open as of right now. <laughs> I, they were they were open already. But I, I, I just I just like uh, pretending like I have that kind of power. Um, we're gonna take a break. That's the end of Hokie Hour. When we come back in the next hour, we still have the that esports conversation to have. Should it be in high schools? Is the question. Uh, I'll give you a part of that answer when we come back right after this. Be sure to go ahead and stick around. 